0: Hey guys, this is me again. Allow me to reintroduce myself. You know, it's been a while, I get it. But you know what? Great things have been going on. I cannot wait to share my testimony with you all. It's so exciting, but we're back on that consistent flow. So bear with your girl. Um, but yes, let me reintroduce myself. My name is Portia and this is Wifely Wisdom. Wifely Wisdom. This was made, this is from God. Um, God has called me to do this really just to give insight, clarity, to help those women who are married, who are engaged, who are dating, who are believing God for their significant other. And... this is what this podcast, this is who this podcast is for. For those whose marriages may be in a rough patch, for those who have given their life to God and is waiting for their husbands, for those who have hit that plateau, for those who are just doing a great job, but just could always use some more um, advice, some more keys. For those who are just really seeking God for themselves, this this is who this podcast is for. Okay? So anyway, let's get on to the subject today. So the subject today is flee from temptations. Now, I say that because I had you know I had other topics I wanted to talk about, but for the past few days, certain songs, and I won't name them because you know they were bops, <laughs> you know, meaning they were songs I used to rock out to back in the day, but I won't name them. But what I will tell you what they were what they are about. Now, these songs are about basically they're about women. You know, it's a, it's songs by men, basically. You know, a, a, women who have kind of turned cold. You know, they may have not done right, um, and they're just really kind of begging for the woman to come back to them. They just want to know what is they what, is, what could they do to get the woman back. They, you know, and these are the type of songs, and also, um, you know, just these are the type of songs. A lot of songs filled with regret. A lot of songs filled with just wanting their woman back. Really, um, yeah. That's really it. And so I, I was I just I, the song kept coming in. My, the songs, plural, were coming in my mind. and I woke up like that. And I'm like, that's super weird, because truthfully, I don't listen to I listen to a lot of gospel music. That's the majority of the music I listen to. So for a random song like that to pop up, it's not I, I think, you know, I don't take it lightly. I'm not, at this point. I'm reading the lyrics trying to figure out what's going on. And it seems as though there is a lot of attack on marriages that was always an attack, but really against the wives and this podcast is very all of them are so special to me, but for God to put this on me i i I am thankful because you know what there's somebody out there that may be going through what we're about to um you know dive into, and they really need it because they might really be you know at this they, they might be ready to just you know, hang up the towel really and call it quits. So, I wanted to definitely be obedient and talk about this thing here. Okay. Um, but yes, before I begin, I just want to make it known that I am having a retreat for women. And a lot of times, like I said, we're talking about free from temptations. They, they, you know, it could be a lot of weariness going on. And sometimes you just need to be around like-minded women um, from all different parts. And we have a Mother's Day retreat. And it's, you know, even though it is designed for mothers, it is not, it, you know, it is not inclusive to just mothers. We have women from all over who... Uh, and from, you know, whether you're a mother, whether you're an aunt, whether you're a sister, whether you're just a friend, whether you're just a woman who just wants to travel and we come together and we just enjoy ourselves. It's really amazing. And I just want you to um, check out my um, website, uh, com and P-O-R-T-I-A Travel.com and really just check it out. It'd be really amazing. And we have a couple trip coming up. So look out for that as well. Now, flee from temptation right so like I said the songs you know that's what it was about and I said wow this is kind of crazy because this is some real this this is real life things you know I mean shout out to the songwriters (laughs) y'all went through some things clearly right but um these are really some things and I want to talk and the the thing about it is, is that as women the enemy seeks to attack your heart right he wants to, in your marriage he wants that's what the enemy's he wants to attack your heart because he wants you to he wants you to get a divorce he wants you and your husband to get a divorce he wants your heart to turn cold he wants you to get a divorce and one thing I want to remind you of within those moments. Where it can get tough is number one. And this woman of God told me this, your husband is not your enemy, right? And number two, God, excuse me, number one, one, the ultimate number one is that God does not make mistakes. God does not make mistakes. He knows who, if you're in a, you're, and I'm talking about the ones who are in a God or day relationship, a God or day marriage, right? He knows the fullest potential of your your husband. He knows the purpose of your marriage. God does not make mistakes. So when you are going through it, if your husband's being built up, if it's going, if you're going through a rough patch, right? You have to remember this. God does not make mistakes. Trust that, and when you remind, and when you trust that, you can go to God a little more earnestly, and you can seek God first a little easier, and knowing, and concerns about you, and petitioning for your marriage, pleading the case for your marriage, seeking God for, for some miraculous breakthrough and turnaround for your marriage, you can do that, knowing that God does not make any mistakes, okay? And so, I want to talk about temptation, because um, that's really how the enemy gets us right is, is is through is through temptations tempting us with things and i wanted to um read luke twenty two forty now luke twenty two forty this was when jesus right before they um they took him um right before they took Jesus to crucify him on the cross and he and it said when he came to the place he said to them pray that you may not enter into enter into temptation he said pray that you do not and pray that you may not enter into temptation so when they were in the garden of olives he told his disciples right now what you want to just do is just pray that you won't fall into temptation that you may not enter into temptation. That is how important it is that even Jesus himself is telling them to always pray that you don't enter into temptation. What does it say? We start this off with what? Prayer. The first thing you want to do as women, as wives, is you want to pray that you do not enter into temptation. Because the thing about it is the enemy would want nothing more to get you when your marriage is at its lowest point. When your marriage is at its lowest point, that is when the enemy will try to come. He will use something or someone to come and to really cause that real separation between you and your spouse. Because remember, he comes, the enemy tries to attack your heart. Now, I'm not going to sit here and just magnify the enemy here, but it is to, we have, we cannot be ignorant of the enemy's devices and you need to understand this. Okay, so flee from the temptations, and um, I also want to read Matthew chapter six verse thirteen. And we talked about this particular chapter, in, you know, pray in the podcast about prayer. But it says, "and do not lead us into," excuse me, "and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one." So you have every right that when you do pray, you ask God to keep you from temptation and deliver you from the evil and deliver you from all the devices of the enemy, okay? It's very important. Now, um, I, before I get into the different types of temptation, excuse me, I want to just talk about something that really blessed my life. This A woman of God, she said something and it blessed me. She said, you, have, you must know the purpose of your marriage, You must know the purpose of your marriage for those tough times, for those rough patches, for those times where, you know, you're you're not you, you, you for some reason right now, you're not remembering the good stuff. For some reason right now, you don't know who this person is right now. For some reason right now, he's acting all the way up. You have to remind you have to. You have to know the purpose of your marriage. So even as we spoke about the previous uh, the previous verses where Jesus told the disciples, pray that you may not enter into temptation. And in Matthew 6, 13, when Jesus taught us how to pray, and one of the parts of that prayer was in in asking God to not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one, right? You're also praying and asking God to show you the purpose of your marriage. You want to know that because when you understand the purpose, you under you you get the you get that it is now your responsibility to see that this marriage your responsibility on your part to make sure that you don't fall into any temptations that will cause a wedge a separation or worst case a divorce in your marriage. Now, what are different types of temptations? One, we know this cheating, right? cheating, cheating, cheating. That is a type of temptation. Um, Jezebel's, right? The Delilah's Delilah, you know, if you don't know who Delilah is, that's the one who got Samson to cut off his hair. Okay. Which was his strength and his glory. (laughs) Okay. Um, and whores are not only women, right? We, we know whores are not only women. We, we, I know we know that, but we also know Delilah's and Jezebel's spirits do not only operate in women. They also operate in men, and their path leads to death. Okay. That's just it. And I want to go into the book of Proverbs about that because, and this is a really serious topic, but it's true because there are a lot of women who are really kind of at their wit's end. And I just, and my prayer is that if you know somebody who is at their wit's end. That you send them this episode because it can really potentially save their marriage, despite what your feelings may be about their marriage. Let God handle it. Okay, it's important. You could be, you know, imagine being someone that um, were used by God to um, assist in a glorious turnaround for a marriage that God has had, has recognizes. Okay. So anyways, Proverbs seven, and I'm not going to do too much. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I am going to summarize it, which is where they're talking about the adulterous woman. Now we also understand that they're also adulterous women. They're adulterous men as well. Right. Now I do want to read one of the, uh, and I'm going to read the new King James version with this. And uh let's see, I'm gonna do Proverbs seven five. I'm gonna actually read that scripture and it says they may say they excuse me, they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters excuse me, that they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. Now when they said that they, meaning wisdom and understanding, may keep you from the immoral woman, may keep you from the immorality, may keep you from that Jezebel, from that whoremonger, from that Delilah, from, from that, that demon that seeks to destroy your whole life, right? Because as we know, when you're going through something, that's when the enemy will send a whole agent from hell to distract and destroy you, okay? Now, what is an example of that? Okay, say for instance, hmm... Say, for instance, you have, um, your husband, y'all have the heart. I mean, you have literally, he does not help you with the children. Okay. He does not help you with your children. He thinks he is so, you know, he has the mindset of, you know, you're supposed to take care of the children. You work full time. Or even if you don't and you're at home, he does not help you. He does not spend time with the children. He does not show any interest to the children. And as we know, that is, that is, obviously a demon that is demonic we understand that and he and you have y'all have you have fussed and fought you have done all you have i mean really and you are so disgusted right what happens enters in a person let's say at your children's school, a father comes, a single father with with a child, right? And now he starts spending time with your children. Now he starts. You find that you know he 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 not even spending time, but let's say he he decides to be the coach and is now coaching your child. Now your child looks up to him. Now he's being super nice to you. That sounds really cute, right? But what? But is isn't it funny that the one thing that your husband is lacking is what this person is coming in to do? Now he's speaking to you more. Now he wants to reach out to you more. Now Having deeper conversations, and you know in your heart that you have an attraction to him. You better understand that that is a seduct that is a seductive spirit at work, and what you don't want to do is get involved in it because you're you are already dealing with the rough patch in your marriage, and this and you are open for attack. Okay? That was just an example. I can give you another one. Um let's say for instance your husband does not he had he does not he has potential but he does not believe in himself and he does not he is not he doesn't have any goals. He doesn't um make any money. Like he wants to work bottom barrel jobs. He wants to work bare minimum jobs, right? And let's say that happens. What happens next now? All of a sudden, and y'all argue about it all the time. you have to work two three times two three jobs because he doesn't want to work, or you find yourself having to overwork or and he not only does he not like to work, but then he overspends and so what happens right um and then this has really caused such a major um Issue and problem in your marriage. What does this mean? Now all of a sudden, you know, at work, you there may be somebody that you know you may have gone on a business trip and or even at your job. And let's say one of the bosses, one of the CEOs, you know, comes and is showing you attention. Okay. Now all of a sudden he's talking to you about his dreams and his goals. Now all of a sudden he's teaching you things. He's showing you things. Now your heart is opening up. You better understand. It is not. Let me tell you something. You better understand. These are real true stories and. These things really happen. Pay a very close attention because sometimes when you're going through rough issues in your marriage, the enemy will set up a point that, especially if your husband is not doing right, okay? Because I never said um, he's right and you're wrong, right? And or that could be the case. I don't know. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that understand that if there is a situation in your life where you are opening up to a man and you are married, that is opening you up for a world full of trouble, okay? very important. Now I'm just going to summarize basically, um, Proverbs seven verses six to 27, right? Um, I'm, I'm going to read the last verse 27, but basically it's just, it's basically talking about the harlot, you know, the whore, the, how crafty they are. They are cunning. They are why they, they, they are cunning. They know how to, to gravitate to the person, right? They, um, they will be they will be nice sensitive charming saying all the right things right um they'll be charming nice they they will most likely look really good smell smell good being where your husband is lacking they they will like if he if he's not in shape, this person will be in shape. If he's short, this person may be tall. If your husband is poor, this person may be rich. If your husband is cold and, or, uh, he's standoffish or he, he's quiet, this person will be full of life and is such a friend to you. Okay. This person is, you know, he is enticing. He, he literally those, 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 those worldly desires that you crave, he tends to somehow meet them. But what this verse also, also explains is that when you, um, this person seduces you, right? But this person also just uh, explains that this, and I'm going to read um, 20, verse 23. It says, till an arrow struck his liver as a bird hastens to the snare, he did not know it would cost his life. So what you have to understand is this person, messing with this person can cost you your life. Entertaining this person, it can cost you your life. Now, you may be in this moment right now where you're like, as far as this marriage, I'm going to keep it real with you, Portia. You know, I'm not feeling it, but I know at the very least you love your life, right? You like your life at the very least. So Dylan, God is showing us that he did not know it would cost his life. God is showing us that this can cost you your life. You know, it, it is not worth it snares what snares will trap somebody's soul you don't want that you don't want anything i don't care how cool the person may seem what desire if that is not your husband if God did not choose him for you there's no grace there let it go be 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 integral be honorable and my god Flee from sin and flee from temptations. The man is not worth it. And this is for, I don't know who this is for, but I pray if this is for you and you have been entertaining a boss, if you've been entertaining that um, th- that homie, if you've been entertaining that quote-unquote bro, if you've been entertaining that quote-unquote BFF, if you've been entertaining that work boo, if you've been entertaining um, your brothers uh, your brother's friend, if you've been entertaining, you know, anybody, Okay, if you've been entertaining them, repent, please, and let it go because it will cost you your life if you keep going. It is the truth it could it will cost you your life. you take that road that is not what you want, right and it warns us, don't stray into those paths because it has wounded many, and it says, now listen to this. Verse, and I'm going to read verses 26 and 27. It says, for she has cast down many wounded, and all, and all who were slain by her were strong men. Her house is the way to hell, descending to the chambers of death. So everybody that was slain by her, wasn't no weaklings, okay? So you can say, listen, I'm strong. I can handle it. No, all who were slain were strong. Don't open the door for that nonsense. Don't open the door for cheating. It's not worth it. Listen, smooth talkers are real. You open the door for that. You open the door for soul ties and it can it affects your family. I I tell you this, the truth. It affects your family and soul ties. And we will get into that as God leads us into another episode. But for now, we're going to keep it moving. The next type of temptation is divorce. I mean, (laughs) to leave into divorce. Once again, ask God to show you what the purpose of your marriage is. So when you were at that moment, at that wits right there, where you're like, you know what, I'm done, I'm through, I can do battle by myself. At this point, you want to remind you want to allow God to show you what the purpose of your marriage is. Because if you are a woman of God, you want to please God, right? So you want to, at the very least, go to God one more time. Ask God, what's the purpose of your marriage? God, do you want me to get a divorce? And if God does not want you to get a divorce, if God to show you the purpose of your marriage. You better believe, you better hold on. And we're going to go into Galatians 6 verse 9. And it says, New King James Version. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. And Matthew 10, 9. Therefore, what God has joined together, let not man separate. Right? So, I say all this, and and this it shows us. Let us not grow weary while doing good. We, I, I know it may be hard. I know he may not be acting right. You know, unfortunately, we've talked about this in previous episodes that the enemy. Can, if your husband is not submitted to God, if he is not aware that the enemy will use him to attack you, the very person who God has placed to be there to protect you, to be there for you, will be used to attack you. And I understand that it's not easy because guess what? Just like you. You understand what he struggles with. He understands what you struggle with. So yes, it can go below the belt. Yes, you may find it may get in a point where your house, you, the, uh, pop, that's supposed to be your peace. You you don't even like being home. But let me tell you something. You have the authority that God has given you to take back your peace and to set order in your home through the authority that God has given you. Trust me, God knows what you're going through. So do not grow weary. Fast if you have to. Stay consecrated. consecrated meaning... Limit the phone calls, get off the television, go before God and petition for your marriage, petition for your joy and for your peace, and trust that you serve a living God who will answer your prayers. And that is a promise because God is a promise keeper. And if God wants you to stay married, what that means is that God has, God is ready and willing to give you everything you need to stay married. God is ready and willing to make sure that your husband is who he's called you, who he's always called him to be. So do not give up. Do not grow weary. Why? Because marriage is a beautiful thing ordained by God. And when y'all two it together, you better believe and y'all are in alignment. Y'all are one accord through the Holy Spirit. You better believe and understand that that you can move mountains. You can destroy all advances of the enemy against your bloodlines. Against um against all the works of darkness. So keep going. And I know I I feel, you know, like I'm like I'm I feel really aggressive about it. Because I understand. I don't, you know, God would not put me to speak about this if I didn't go through what I went through in my own walk, in my own marriage, for my own testimony. So don't give up. Keep going you have to don't labor in vain you went through you you got married you prayed for the marriage you got married okay y'all went through some hard seasons y'all had ups and downs and ups and downs and maybe right now it's a down or maybe you've had so many just nothing but downs but you've been praying and believing god don't you didn't do all of this in vain don't give up now ask god what's the lesson in this you have you have children, understand? You don't don't give up now. If God didn't call you to quit, don't quit. You are breaking generational curses. Ask for your legacy, your children's children. Let them be a, under a legacy where they where where there, there is the that y'all didn't have a divorce, divorce is not in it. And even if you're a product of divorce, you don't have to be. You don't have to divorce as well. You don't have to. Okay. I had to, you know, i you know, usually I start laughing in the middle of it, but this is how real it is. Also another type of temptation, bitter and unforgiving, Whew. bitter and unforgiving. Let's say, you know, your man, let's say your man, you know, I'm getting a little, you know, your man get a little hit with it, but let's say your man, your husband, let's say he's done something. Um, that really, I mean, really broke you, maybe it disgraced you, maybe it shamed you, maybe it just, it did something that, I mean, it, it really, uh, it, it it cut deep, it hurt, right? And let's say he apologized. Let's say he finally apologized and he's doing better. He not only, he repented, seriously. Meaning, not only did he apologize, but he really changed from that wicked way. Let's say he, and and he is striving to make that marriage better, but you feel like he hasn't suffered enough. Maybe when he apologized, but y'all, you dealt with it for so many years that that you're not, you don't believe it. (laughs) Or... That feeling, that 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 bitter feeling, that that hurt feeling, you you're so used to it that it's it's no, it's a normal feeling for you, so you don't know how to quite get up out of there. You don't anything else don't feel right, right? Because it feels uncommon, right? Enjoyment of the marriage, it feels uncommon. Let me tell you something: you have to forgive, you have to let go you have to. And we've talked about forgiving in a previous episode. If you have not listened to it, please, cuz forgiveness is not just for marriage. That's just that's for anybody. <laughs> anybody. <laughs> okay? Um and I'm just going to read um Matthew chapter 18, well, actually, no, Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 through 15. And it says, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your, fa- fa- will, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So what does this mean? This means that you have to forgive because it, once again, back to the life, like in your own life, you want your father, you want God to forgive you, right? So you not have to forgive him. You now have to forgive him, and you have to make that choice. Do you want to enjoy your marriage? Let it go. Do you want to smile again? Let it go. Do you want to laugh again? Let it go. Do you want peace again? Let it go. If he's already forg- if he's already changed, my- even if he has not yet, but let it go for your own sanity, for your own salvation, let it go. What's the point of praying and fasting if you are harboring unforgiveness to the one person that you really need to be forgiving every single day? I understand. I get it. Trust me, though, that pain is real. But guess what? You serve a living God who can take the pain away. You serve a living God who can take the pain away. Joseph in the Bible, you know, Joseph, when they they sold him to Egypt, right? Imagine the pain of, of his brothers, whom he loved selling him to slaves, slave owners and making him a slave. Eventually, he said he named his son. Um, and I believe i don 't want to mess what name it was, but whatever it was, the meaning of the name was because now he doesn 't have to remember the pain of his father 's house you don 't have to remember the pain no more it 's not as normal as it felt because every day you was crying, every day he did something to hurt you. so it was normal it's, It was normal to you, but the truth is, truth is it's not normal, it never was normal. it was never it never was meant to be normal. Reclaim your happiness, your joy, your peace, all that, that God has given your sound mind, all the, your love. Reclaim that by letting it go. Don't harbor it because it leads to bitterness. And it says, and then I want to read Hebrews 12 verse 15. It says, see to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to call trouble and defile many. And before, and I want to get into the description of what defile is. But before I do, if this is your first time listening to me, understand that I will always give Bible scriptures because it's important to know that this is not an opinionated episode. This is something that is going to point you back to the word of God so that you can always, because you know, the word of God is the truth. And this is not, oh, well, this is just Portia speaking. No, this is what, this is what thus said the Lord. And you want to make, you want to hold on tight when you're going through those tough times. It's important because it's not about my opinion. You know, my fleshly opinion, you don't want to know. (laughs) I wouldn't want to tell you, but this is about what God wants for us and what God wants. Yes, what God wants for you exceeds everything else. Because remember, his plans is to prosper us and not to harm us. You get what I'm saying? Okay. So anyways, yes, it says that the bitter. you don't want the bitter to grow up and cause trouble and defile many. And so the definition of defile means to destroy, ruin, tarnish, infect, corrupt, impair. You don't want to be tarnished. You don't want to be ruined. You don't want to be corrupt and impaired. Never. Right? No. You 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 wanna that first of all that, that, that sends you to hell. It opens the door for attack. It opens the door for the enemy to use you openly. I listen. You have you must forgive. You must forgive. Okay? It says Matthew chapter 18, verse 21 to 22. It says, then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven, okay? So you have to continue to forgive. I don't care how much he hurt you, continue to forgive. Continue to forgive, okay? So to my women, to my ladies, Y'all know, Porsche, I love y'all. And if, and if, understand, God loves you above all else. Don't give up. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. <laughs> I need to drink some water. <clears throat> Don't give up. Don't give up. Ask God to kill your heart, broken heartedness. Sometimes they may, you know, they can do something that reminded you of something you went through and reminded you of a trauma. Ask God to heal you. Go to your father to heal you. How do you now listen? How do you deal with this? How do you deal with this? How do you get your heart right? Forgiving, really? But you must put God first. That was our first episode, y'all. Listen to it. You must put God first in every area of your life that girds your heart, that covers your heart, that protects your heart, that protects your heart from the arrows that the, that the devil wants nothing more than to, to really hit you at. Jesus is our bridegroom. You understand? He's your first husband. Remember this always. Accept Jesus as your first everything. Your first husband, your first father, your first mother, your first friend, your first sibling, your first business partner, your first CEO, your first owner, everything. Your first protector, your first healer, your first doctor, everything. Jesus, God, is your first everything. Remember this. I want you to remember this. And so usually I end it with a prayer, right? But today I'm, you know, within, in the middle of praising, um, worshiping and thanksgiving, I think it's something special, I want to just thank God, praise God. And so I'm going to do that because I want to remind you of something as well. God is sovereign. God is above all things. God can change things in an instant. You don't have to do it yourself. Everything above the earth, on the earth, and under the earth must obey God, must bow to God. God created everything. God can change everything. You don't have to fear. You don't have to be worried. You don't have to lose um heart. You don't have to be these things. And so I want to just give God thanks. And we're just and by doing that, we've talked about this before. But we're just gonna praise God and give God thanks for a few minutes. And I want you to just really receive this in your own lives. And even when you're done with this podcast, even when you're done with this episode, I want you to just give God thanks. I don't care what's going wrong. There is so much that's right. And I want you to give God thanks. So Abba Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you through Christ Jesus, and we give you glory, honor, and praise. You who are the most high God, you who are a wonderful God, you who are a a, a, a magnificent, Listen, God, you who are the king of kings, God, we thank you. We thank you for living... um Allowing us to live to see another day. We thank you for saving us from ourselves. We thank you for health and wealth. We thank you for protecting us from things known and unknown. We thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. We thank you for that your stripes, Jesus, we are healed. We thank you for the full armor of God. We thank you for faith that quenches every fiery dart. We thank you that we don't have to receive fear. We thank you for power, love, and a sound mind. God, you are holy. You are holy, God. You are holy, God. You thank. God, even the rocks obey you, the praise you, God, even the wind obeys you, God. So who are we not to obey you, God? We thank you for being you who are so high. You are high, God. You are mighty God. You are ancient of days, God. Before we were, you were I am. But while we are here, you are I am. After we leave, you are I am. God, you are the great I am. You are the great magnificent God. You Yahweh, we bless your name, God. You are holy, God. You are righteous, God. God, there's nothing that comes bef- there's nothing that is before you, God. You we thank you. You give us wisdom, God, when we seek you. You say, seek us, seek you, and you will find, and we will find. You God, we thank you for that. God, we thank you for um allowing your Son to die on the cross for our so that we can come boldly before your throne. We thank you for the joint heirs. We thank you for the um seeing us in heavenly places. We thank you for open heaven. We thank you, Father God, for contending with those that contend against us. We thank you, Father God, for loving us. We thank you that nothing can separate your love for us. We thank you for all that you have given us. We thank you for. That we can even speak, we thank you. That we can even listen to this episode, God, and still seek you, God. We thank you that even in those moments where we just can't, we don't, we can't hold on any longer. We thank you that your grace is sufficient. We thank you for the grace of you, God. We thank you that your grace keeps us, Lord. We can't do this by ourselves, God. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We can't do this by ourselves. We announce full dependency on you, God. You, God, we thank you for carrying us to the finish line. We thank you, God. We. Love love you, God, and we give you all the glory, honor, and praise, God, you most high, God, to whom both dominion and power belong to both now and forever. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. So I just thank all of you. I thank y'all for listening, and I just want you this, that, and to, to encourage you that when you're going through these things, give God thanks. How about that? Before you even start asking God for stuff, give God thanks, and let it lift up that weariness off your heart. Let it lift up that burden off your heart. Let it lift up that grief off your heart. Let it remove the arrows from your heart. I know I, it sounds, this this one ain't really too fun. I had a little laugh here and there, but y'all, wives, we got this. Hold on. This is not wifely, wasn't for nothing. So, you know, I'm going to be out here. Listen, I want my wives to win. I want these marriages to win, okay? I want y'all to win, okay? God wants y'all to win. I love y'all for real. I love you. I do. If this, if you know a wife, I don't care if you feel like her marriage is the best marriage. I don't care if you feel like her marriage is the worst marriage. I want you to send this to them. Be a blessing because you never know what goes on behind closed doors and you don't know the plans that God has and what God wants for that marriage. So be a blessing and share this. I love y'all for real. Bye.